0: What the hell is the name of this thing? It's Wayne World. The award-winning Evan Grant. I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, ground number one. Barry Horn. He tried to get
1: me in mid-shoe.
0: Have you ever noticed how in the intro, mine is the sexiest voice... <laughs> <laughs> intro, intro, intro to what? Tell the people what they're listening to and what, what else we have today, uh, which we forgot to do already. Hi, I'm Evan Grant. Welcome to the Ballsy Podcast. And uh, Barry Horn is the guy who already chipped in, chirped in with uh, panicked about. I don't know what he had
2: his hands up just like that too,
0: <laughs> flopping like, flapping his wings. Kevin Sherrington is here laughing. And uh, this is the Cowboys oh, podcast. Man. We've already got, we've already got the Rangers Stadium podcast in the can. We're going to bring in Rick Goslin, our columnist, um, to talk Cowboys. But Rick, I just and an wanna, NFL Hall of Famer. I just want to get your real quick take on this. During the previous podcast, one of the items that was mentioned was an idea from Barry that they should build the stadium in Dallas but let the city of Arlington pay to call it the ballpark in Arlington. Can you, A, give me your response to that, and B, do you even understand what the hell is he People
1: laughed about? at Columbus. People, people laughed at all innovative thinkers, <laughs> people who, who, who
0: go to the next level. Thank you, Goose. Goose, do you have a take on that?
3: That would only happen if Donald Trump was mayor of Dallas.
0: Yeah, there you gonna go. They're going to do it
3: here, and Arlington's going to pay for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. They're not going to pay for it. Yeah, they are. said no, they're going to put their naming they... rights. Because why do they want the ballpark out there? They want people to know where Arlington Okay, that's enough. that's enough. That's enough.
2: You made a fool of yourself on that other podcast. Don't do it on this one. Let's let Goose talk about this draft. Let's Goose, talk about the Cowboys. Goose, Let's talk about the Cowboys.
0: Here's the deal. Okay. The Cowboys drafted a running back with their first pick, and they drafted a quarterback with their third pick. Uh, no, 4th no, pick. 4th fourth fourth pick. Fourth fourth pick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 4th round pick. pick. Fourth. Your take on this club using its high using high picks on offensive players.
3: Well, I think that reflects the head coach. When you have a head coach that's got an offensive background, he's going to lean toward offense. I think given the needs of the Cowboys, uh, the defense needs in particular, if Bill Belichick, Bill Cower, Tony Dunger, Pete Carroll Hibbett on the clock, all coaches with defensive backgrounds, my feeling is they would not have gone with Elliott. They would have gone with a defensive player or moved somewhere in the wrong where they could get the defensive player. That's, That's the primary need. The offense doesn't need to be fixed. The offense is going to get fixed with the health of Romo and Bryant. They've got two quality running backs in McFadden and Morris.
2: They needed to address the defense, and they didn't. Now, Goose, my bigger problem was not so much the first-round pick was the second-round pick, Jalen Smith. You're taking a guy with the third pick of the second round who's not going to play at all this year, and there is some question whether he'll be able to play – in the future, uh, you know, and if he does play, how good is he going to be? Cause they're going to need to be nerve regeneration and all kinds of stuff that happens with, for him. You know, they, what we hear is that they were going to take one of those two defensive ends, either Agua from Oklahoma state or Kevin Dodd from Clemson. Uh, those were the first two picks of the second round. And so then they took Jalen Smith. How did you feel about that pick?
3: Well, they were willing to try to trade up to get Paxton Lynch and Connor cook two quarterbacks. Right. But but they weren't willing to trade up to get a pass rusher. That, that's what puzzles mm-hmm. me. You know, Elliott is a, we're going to try to win now and try to protect the defense with Elliott. But they leave the win-now mode to take Jalen Smith, who, who may never play. You don't know that. You don't know if the, the, knee, the nerve is ever going to re- regenerate. You don't know. But that's flashing back to the old Jerry Jones where you're trying to hit a grand slam with every pick. So you see a guy, a talented guy that's injured, his value is depressed because of the injury. He saw that with Sean Lee. He saw that with Bruce Carter. He sees that with Jalen Smith now, and he didn't need to do that. You know, why swing for the fences when a double will do? And they they could have gotten uh, a defensive impact player there in the in the second round.
0: That that is for me the, the the biggest issue. I think is if you're in kind of win now mode and you feel like you've got the ability to win now, how can you go out and invest that? I I, I love what you just said that they left the win now mode. To go and, and, and try and, and take a guy for the future with what should still be an impact pick for this team
3: but, but you need to, if you're going to try to win now you needed to fix a defense. yep and the first time they addressed the defense really was taking Charles Tapper in the fourth round a pass rusher and that's what they need. I mean the, the bottom line is they can't get there with this pass rush. Um, the average number of, of sacks by a Super Bowl championship teams is 44. The average number of sacks by all teams that have ever reached the Super Bowl is 43. The Cowboys did 31 a year ago. Mm-hmm. I subtract 8 from Lawrence and 6 from Hardy, and that leaves them with 17 returning sacks on opening day. They need to come up with 26 more sacks this season to hit that 43 number. You know, The two hopefuls are Tapper, a fourth-round pick with 15 career college sacks, and this free agent, Benson Mayoa, uh, who has two sacks in his first three NFL seasons. And five of Tapper's fifteen sacks came against Kansas. There are no Kansases in the NFL. I don't know how they're going to get to the quarterback.
0: So it, here, but here's the argument that so many people would have, and that is that this team with a great running back behind this line in 2014 and not a great defense won the NFC East and, and went 12 and four. Could they not do the same thing by by improving the running game with Zeke? Okay
3: greatest ball control team of all time was 85 Bears. They held on to it for 34 and a half minutes, won a Super Bowl. But that was with the best running back of this generation, Walter Payton. It may be the greatest defense of all time, those 85 Bears. They allowed the fewest yards and fewest points. The best ball control teams in today's NFL hold on to it for 32 minutes and change. Only one team did that last year, uh, uh, 32 minutes. That was Arizona. They led the league in offense, finished in top five in defense, won the division. But eight of their 11, 11 defensive stars were selected in the first three rounds of NFL drafts. They invested in their defense. That, that group had 36 sacks, 33 takeaways. The Cowboys do not have a shutdown corner like Patrick Peterson. They do not have a playmaking safety like Tyron Matthew. So I, I don't see how you can look at this defense. The, the, the best season ever by a rookie running back was Eric Dickerson 1983. He rushed for 1,808 yards. Vince Ferragamo was a quarterback, and his top wide receiver caught 40 passes that season. Now, do you think Dez Bryant's going to be happy as a member of the supporting cast with 40 catches in 2016? No, but it'll make it exciting for us. That team held onto the ball for 29 minutes. Eric Dickerson rushed for 1,800 yards and they held on to the ball for 29 minutes. You still have to play some defense, and I'm not sure where that's going to come from with the Cowboys.
2: Now, Goose, you mentioned earlier, and I, and I think you're right when you talked about Jason Garrett's background in offense and, and, uh, and one of the reasons why Zeke Elliott went with the first pick, the Cowboys' first pick. But I also believe that this, is, this dovetails just with Jerry, too, right? Because it is much easier to market a running back who, who could lead the league in rushing and who, who's going to be the rookie of the year and who may end up being a real star. It's much easier to market that than in Jalen Ramsey, a defensive back.
3: Yeah, it's, it's all about the marquee value for Jerry. You know, we saw this week where the Forbes named the Cowboys the most valuable franchise in the world. That's because he's always had names on the marquee, whether it's Aikman or uh, Emmitt Smith or Michael Irvin, Des Bryant. But when the Cowboys want to address offense, they do it in the first round. Des Bryant, Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, Zeke Elliott. When they want to address defense, they go in a second round. Sean Lee, Bruce Carter, Demarcus Lawrence, Jalen Smith. This is a team with an offensive lean, and they're always going to lean toward the offensive player in the draft. But they haven't fixed the defense. They didn't fix them last year, and that's going to be the issue going forward. Had
1: had Bosa been there, would he have been? Would you have whispered his name in Jerry's ear in, in the in the draft room?
3: If I. Was Signing the card, I would have put Bosa's name down.
1: They okay, would now, Bosa they, would... They
3: would not have drafted Bosa.
1: Bosa was gone. They would not have drafted Bosa had he been there?
3: No, they would not have drafted Bosa.
1: Who? who, who th- yeah, they would I have taken Zeke if Zeke was there no matter what?
3: Tell me they would not have drafted Bosa. But
1: yeah. would it have been Zeke no matter what if Zeke was there? Well, trade back. Okay. Trade it
3: back for Travis Frederick. Trade back right. to six. Baltimore wanted to come up. You, you go back to six, and, and DeForest Buckner's in play. He's the Pac 10, you know. Defensive player, your pass rusher Leonard Floyd of Georgia would win been play. You don't have to stay at four. Jerry's a, always prided himself on his ability to move around, get what he wanted on draft day. So you're sitting there. You need a defensive player, and you're sitting there on your hands because you're locked in. You, you but, but they didn't want to move. They wanted Elliott. When you,
1: when you say defensive player, you, you wouldn't have taken Jalen Ramsey there either, would you? Have at four? Yeah, that
3: I was that moved. was. The I would have moved back. I had a problem with the fact the guy had no takeaways as a senior in only three interceptions in his career. You know, this defense needs plays, playmakers, takeaways. And Ramsey's a, a great corner, great cover corner, shutdown corner. But he doesn't come up with football on this defense. This defense needs playmakers. I would have gone back to six at Baltimore and taken one of those two players, Buckner Floyd. So
0: okay. the, the, so your your move at that at four would have been to trade down?
3: Trade down, trade back to six. He did it with Travis Frederick. He, he thought that uh, the value for Frederick was lower, and he went and got him. So, But, but that was an offensive player. Why not do it for a defensive player? Uh, what would they, have,
0: what would they have potentially gotten from Baltimore? What extra pick would they have gotten from Baltimore? Do you think? Are we talking a probably, sixth probably rounder? A I'm,
3: I'm guessing a three. I'm guessing for what have been a two, they would have done the deal. I'm, I'm guessing probably
0: a three. Yeah, I can't
2: imagine they wouldn't have done it for that. I mean, that's not very far to go down, and Baltimore would have. Uh, yeah, they they probably would have.
0: So you that. would have ended oh. up with Buckner and a three. And or, I, would have taken
3: a, I would have taken the defensive player at the top of the second, too. Uh, I think, I, I, you, could have, you could have packaged the, the pick you got from Baltimore to move up at the end of the first and get one of those two pass rushers.
2: And, and I think one of the issues they, they might have had with, uh, with Buckner was they felt like that he didn't fit their scheme as well for a 4-3. He's more Isn't he more of a 3-4 of a end uh, than, than he is a 4-3 goose?
3: And now they're talking about moving Tyrone Crawford to tackle out the end. Well, oh, I know.
2: You're right. It's an excellent come point. On, excellent on. point.
3: Spin it, it any way you want it. The guy's, the guy's a big-time pass rusher in a big-time conference.
2: He was a, he was a very good player in a very good league. There's no question about that.
3: Yeah, and I, I, again, I, I thought that here's what puzzles me. The two most pressing needs going into the offseason were pass rusher and quarterback. And they re, didn't really address either one except with lower draft picks. I mean, that's what's standing in the way of a potential playoff worth, your defense and your ability to play quarterback if Tony Romo gets hurt. And they're leaning on a fourth and fourth and fifth round player
2: to do that. Now, now I'm going to ask this question, but I already know the answer to it. Uh, if they had made that trade up into the first round to get a quarterback, and they could have taken Paxton Lynch or Connor Cook, which one would you have taken?
3: Oh, well, Lynch is not, was the higher rated player.
2: So you would have taken Lynch and not Connor Cook,
3: Mister yeah, Michigan I, I thought, State. I thought, I thought Cook would have been a great. I would have. Pre, I would have pressed harder to get Cook in the third um, than they did. I, th- I think he would have been a steal in that round, but but Pax Lynch was the higher-rated player on all boards. Right. So yeah, he, he's he's the guy. If you had a chance to get Pax Lynch, go get Pax Lynch. But then again, going back to what Evan said, you you're, you take Elliott with a win now, then you you backtrack and say we're taking Lynch for the future. I mean, what what is the philosophy of this team? Mm-hmm. Is is it a win now, or is it building for the future?
2: So w- we heard some things about I'm, I'm I'm calling on your Michigan State connections here. We heard things before the draft about uh, Connor Cook that he's not a leader, you know, and I and I, what I, the only thing I ever get from this is that well, he was not elected a captain by his teammates. Uh and and, and you know, yeah, that's problematic for me, but I'm not sure I'm going to I'm going to uh, bounce a guy to the second or third or fourth round because his teammates didn't elect him a captain. Uh maybe it says more about them than it does about him. I don't know. Is there anything else about Connor Cook we should know?
3: Well, when you stepped across the white lines, he beat TCU, Stanford, and Baylor in bowl games. He beat Ohio State and Iowa in Big Ten title games. He beat Oregon in the regular season. He must have been a pretty good leader once he stepped across those lines. Yeah, Maybe he wasn't a good leader with his helmet off for the coin flip. But once he got stepped across those lines, he's a pretty good player in his teammates really behind him. And also the, the They also picked an individual game captain. He was the game captain last year against Oregon, against Ohio State, against Iowa, and against uh, Alabama, the Bull. The four most important games of their season. He was one of the guys out there with the helmet off.
0: I'm just stuck on, like, uh, like, what's it like to be a bad leader at the coin flip? I mean, what do you do? You go up there and you go, like, what are my choices? That's or? right.
2: You, you go the opposite of what the coach told you to do.
3: You say, I don't want to call. It. Let one of my teammates call it.
0: Yeah, I think some I'm of the, a little bit nervous. Uh, I forgot my choices I guy, again.
3: I think the guy's going to be a steal. I, I thought where they got him top of the fourth, that that, that kid's going to be a steal. He's the, he's the mo- he was the most NFL-ready quarterback to step in right now.
2: And that's because of the offense they run at Michigan State. Because
3: the offense they ran, he's, he's, he's taken snaps under center. He's been involved with running games. I mean, he was the most ready to step in and play right now. And that's why I think they wanted to go up and get him, because they saw if Romo went down, Here is a guy we can plug in there right now. Certainly an upgrade from Kellen Moore.
1: Are you not a Kellen Moore fan? We had Babe Loffenberg on last week, and he's a Kellen Moore fan. Are you not?
3: Uh, I am not a Kellen Moore fan. No, I think he's too small. I don't know if he's he's a a Kellen Kellen Moore fan. Everybody isn't Doug Fister. Everybody isn't Russell Wilson.
2: Yeah. Well, what what Babe likes about Kellen Moore is that he he thinks he's a good backup. He does not think he's potential. See, look, look to me, the deal is is that. You know, in in the in the hierarchy there, you need to have a guy who's who's ready to step in, who's had a lot of you know uh, you know a John Kitten, uh, you know a Kyle Orton, somebody who's played a lot of games and has some success, and that's your number two. And then you need to have a guy that you're developing to be uh, the next uh, heir to the to the team. And the Cowboys at this point, to me, don't have either one of those things.
0: Yeah, I, I did not get the impact. I did not get the impression from Babe that he thought Kellen Moore was a starting quarterback. No, I thought the he, backup quarterback. I thought he felt like. He had the confidence to take risks and not be too timid as, as a quarterback, and and he liked that. But I, I don't get the impression that he felt he could make an impact. All right, he's,
3: he's Jason Garrett. I like him as a three. Go- I don't like yeah, him
1: as my yeah, two. Mate, yeah, yeah, Goose absolutely. Evan. Evan's going to let you go, but before Evan lets you go, where do you see the Cowboys next season? Arlington. Oh, I think
3: that whole division's middle of the pack. You know, if they can stay healthy, I think they can go nine and seven, win the division. Yeah, any injuries you could slide back to eight and eight. I think all I think Giants, Redskins, and Cowboys are all going to be in that that five hundred clump.
2: Yeah, they're all they're all about the same. Who who could be the biggest dark horse of those three though? Is that Washington?
3: Yeah, the Redskins. You you added one of the two or three best cornerbacks in football, and the quarterback I think took a huge step. They didn't know what they had a quarterback last year. Now they know, and they're paying him big money. If he takes the next step as a quarterback, that's a team to watch.
0: Alright Goose, thank you so much for joining us in, in on late notice and, and appreciate your 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 take on the on the defensive impact of uh, or lack of impact of this draft. So uh, we will let you run and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate
3: it, guys. Take care. Th- thanks, thanks Goose.
0: Goose. He's a machine. Truth be
1: told, we 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 had some screw-ups in our uh, screw-ups, screw-ups. I'm not screw gonna, I'm not going to say who screwed up, Mr. screw-up, but who's but we what? Goose was a late addition Goose was a late addition, and it, it's my came. fault
2: that someone didn't call me back. Yeah, you got to keep calling. You got to keep calling. You got to go knock on the door. Here's here's well, the screw up so far today. Is the ballpark in Huntington. Oh my in god! Dallas. Yeah, in Dallas. I cannot.
0: I, you you guys did not understand. You don't understand. That's genius. as bad as the L.A. Angels of Anaheim. But, that, but it's
2: been done before. But uh, yeah, so. I'm, I'm putting that in your obit. I'm putting that in your obit. What
0: do you know? What do you know about my health that
2: I don't know? I've, I've written all of your obits. Even if I go first, your obits will run with my Have you written your own I obit? Uh, I have. I, cause you, you don't want to let one of you guys write my obit? Oh
1: my god! No all way. right, what is? What's the lead to my obit? I want to hear this. Well, now it's the Ball
0: Bartlett, Bartlett the line from oh in Dallas. My god. Actually, I think it's nothing's changed. <laughs> Well, if you're dead, something has changed, Evan. <laughs>
2: well, I don't, you know. Know, I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> yeah. you, I think that's the great uh, Dorothy Parker line against Calvin Coolidge. When he, she was told he was dead, she said, how could they tell?
0: Uh, oh. So do we have anything else to add on the Cowboys? Or are we? Uh, let me ask you a question. Are we drafted out? Do we have to move on to something else next week on the Cowboys? Well, if
2: we're going to keep having uh, the Cowboys
0: Oh, thing, look, yeah. look
1: at Brian, our engineer.
0: He's, he's nodding his, his head. head. He's heard all this before. People
1: want to talk about the draft. They'll want to talk about the draft. Until the next draft.
2: Well, you know what? Uh, the thing I like to talk about that when we uh, at the very end about the division is that uh, in that whole win now mode. It, it, listen, I, I get why you want to win now, not just because of Tony Romo, because look at the division. Right.
0: The division's terrible. You have to win this division now. Right. You but know, uh, there's no question you, about it. You have to. Yeah, you have to win the division now. But here's here's the question that I still have is. And and I know the idea is to get in the tournament, get in the tournament, and see what happens. But the winner of this division, regardless of who it is, do you see them having a legitimate chance to win the NFC?
2: Well, look, I go back to two years ago, and I know that you know everybody says, "Oh, you can't you can't do that kind of thing." I, I do think that that was a pretty good team two years ago, came very close. Now I I still think even if the the Dez catch had been ruled a catch, which the non catch had been ruled a catch, I still think they would have lost that game because. He's, he's, at Lambeau Field in Arlington. We, yeah, because Aaron Rodgers is still going to take that team right down the field. Right, right. And they got no pass rush on him in that game. Right. I will say, and the pass, but the pass rush is going to be worse. Well, yeah. no, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that because look, here's the thing. Now, initially, it will be yeah. probably because you're 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 missing Gregory and Lawrence for the first four games. When those two guys come back, uh, and the, if they get, let's say, if, if Charles Tapper. You know of Oklahoma. If he is a surprise, if he does do something, if he is any good whatsoever, I think that's more talent than they had they had in 2014 at that position. So I think there's is a potential for them to be a better defensive line. I don't think it's going to be a lot better, but I think it'll be better. So we'll see. And you know, the, I, I give Rod Marinelli a lot of credit. He he does some. He has some real smoke and mirrors going and he has uh, to
0: he has to absolutely he, but they better create some takeaways what they did do in 14 was they created some takeaways they
2: did and and, and of course here's the thing that they who's going to create takeaways the here? point they make is a very good one it's a very good point they said that their offense was so bad last year the cowboys offense and everybody came in real vanilla on them and they didn't they weren't uh they weren't required to to throw the ball around all over the lot right and because they were losing all these games, they're not—you know—they're not the other team's not being forced to throw at the end of games, so they could just tuck it in. And here we go—we'll just—we'll just—we'll just dink and dunk you down the field, and that's hard to get turnovers on that. I think if you do, if you—if you, if your offense is better, it's a good point that the other teams are now having to be pressed a little more to do what they want to do.
0: Last time somebody used dink and doink. To me, you know, it was, pre, it was pro- professional wrestling. I know where you're going. No, that no, the, the, those are those were professional wrestlers. But the Marlins, when I covered the Marlins, they used to have a, a pitcher from Louisiana named Pat rapp and uh, he gave up about seven runs in a game one time, and just talked about, well, you know, they dinked and doinked me a whole bunch like, <laughs> for seven runs. Seven oh, so, runs. Oh, so, so this goes back to our other podcast where you had very
1: negative things to say about the city of Miami, and that's and that's. That's where this all goes.
0: Listen, I you know the city of Miami is is a fine city, but it's, it's Dade County. Yes, it is in Dade County. No, but all, we're talking about the whole area. But the bottom line is, it's a. I, I think it's a crappy looking stadium, and I think that it's you know it's already got some issues, and I think that that home run structure in, in left field gives me seizures. On 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 what podcast was that? Oh my gosh! He's
2: plugging the baseball podcast. Let's
0: plug our baseball podcast and tell everybody else what else we have. Well, we had we had Mark Lamster, our architectural critic and a upcoming Harvard fellow, to talk about. Baseball parks and whether or not the the retractable roof and, and building the stadium in Arlington is a good idea. And I think it was a really good podcast up until the time you said the stupidest thing we've ever heard.
1: No, um, <laughs> you guys just you guys don't think out of the box. You got to think
0: out of the box to get things done in this world. Yeah, again, it's we'll build a fence and they'll pay for it. Um, the uh, and we're going to have uh, Rangers hitting instructor Anthony Iapose on in just a few minutes to talk uh, about. This club's uh, kind of uh, schizophrenic offense. You know, they, they have had a lot of trouble scoring runs on the road. But at the same time, this team leads Major League Baseball in number of five-run innings.
2: Well, and not only that, but they, they lead the league in uh, they're they're the, maybe the best aren't they the best team in the in the league and uh, with runners in scoring position. Uh,
0: they that are have, up there, and and you know averages? yesterday they scored seven runs after there were two outs, which is right. a significant accomplishment. So, uh, we're going to get right to Anthony Ioposi. Do you have any final comments on the Cowboys? You know, I, I wanted to – and I don't know why we were cutting this off so
2: soon, but I wanted to talk about uh, the, the whole quarterback situation, the thing that Goose was talking about with Connor Cook. Uh, I, I I think that that was uh, – I think it's really interesting to me. Who are these – let, let's take. Uh, go around the, the, the horn here. Uh, the horn. Do we, oh, do I, should I sit A here horn. and everybody's going to walk around me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Of uh, these uh, – these.
0: See, we got to stop.
2: I know. Uh, of no, uh, the quarterbacks in this class, who's going to end up being the best quarterback?
0: Who's going to end up being the Wentz, best quarterback? Wentz. Goff.
2: Uh, w- Cook, w- when the career is o- when Lynch. the career is over, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paxton Lynch, Dak Prescott. I'm gonna go with Wentz I- I'll go with Goff Uh, all right. Since uh, since y'all two took those two, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Connor Cook. I'm just gonna throw that out there. What the heck? All right. He might right. He, he might end up being Jay Cutler. I think that's the, the the issue that people have with him. Is is he some kind of is his head going to get? In is he away? a little quirky? Is that what it is?
1: Well, little, Jay Cutler just arrogant. didn't care, and his teammates didn't like A Little personality issue. But I,
0: I don't know if I I don't know if, if that's the case. If, if you can if you can I don't know that either. But there are some there are some at least
2: signs. I will say this. There. I talked to the kid one time uh and, and that was and that was here when they were playing a national championship game. You know, and so uh, I, I talked to him before the game. They they had he was out here and, and he they was, was they were here for the cotton bowl, right? The cotton ball. No, 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 no.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It was yeah, a Cotton
2: Bull, Bull- against Baylor. Cotton, cotton Bull against Baylor. Was that what it was? It wasn't the national championship. Uh, yeah, then. I was a mixed up there. All right. Uh, uh, okay. uh, so uh, anyway, I talked to him. He, he seemed to be a great guy. He talked about the quarterback room and about how they uh, the relationships with each other. All okay, that kind of stuff. this okay. we're going
0: to have to have a podcast about this one time because the bottom line is we judge guys on whether or not they give us a good quote. No, if no, they no, no. give us a good quote, they're a great guy. <laughs> that was not
2: the point about or if that. They're the point. The point was, is that they talked about the quarterback room and about how they all got along so well together. And they all went out together. And they had they had dinner together, like on Wednesday nights. If they're doing See, all he those, completely fooled you. If they were doing those kind of things, would is
0: you know wouldn't if he's a jerk? Would he say, no, nah, I'm not hanging out with you guys. Forget right. that. I'm the starting quarterback." Right. You know, I just you know, and you you don't know how the inner workings of a locker room go on, and you don't know if it's if it's a question of the fact that maybe he didn't get along with his linemen or his, his skill position players or whatever but certainly there have been there's been a little bit of smoke raised there and hey if he's if he is a good quarterback and he is a guy who really is going to develop this is an opportunity for him to say okay let me look so, inside myself and see if there's something that I need to address who beat,
1: who beat out the Cowboys for him do you guys remember it was it was Oakland wasn't it Oakland Oakland drafted him so the Cowboys have now been is that for sure? Do you know that? Because I don't know. It was oh, Oakland Ohio. who drafted him. Oakland who who has a young, good young quarterback. Yeah, they already. It was Oakland, I think. Evan. I'm I'm busy. It was Oakland. <laughs> it, it was Oakland, and so the Cowboys were outsmarted by the Oakland Raiders. Well, I don't know if they were but, outsmarted. Well, we, they we were. Don't
2: we don't know that yet. We don't know if he's well, going to be any good or not. I mean, well, uh, you, you, you just proclaimed him. You, you just said he's going to be the best at it. Of- proclaimed him. I said, we're all guessing here who's going to have the best career. I, I just said that because you guys took Winston Goff. I mean, who was my choice was Paxton Lynch.
1: What about Prescott? Uh, Not not Dak Prescott. No, No. No. you're not a big fan.
2: No, you know I don't I don't mind him. I think it's you know what I didn't have a problem with that pick for a a fourth round pick. It was when they had multiple picks in that round. You know I don't think he's going to be a quarterback uh, in in this league. Not going to be a starting quarterback in this league. But I didn't have a problem with that. Okay, okay. Evan, say goodbye.
0: (laughs) Goodbye. I guess we're out. Goodbye, Barry. Goodbye, Evan.